Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for listening, for giving your time wherever you may be on this earth. Thank you for listening. Um, You can listen on iTunes. Download the Podbean app and put it on your phone. You'll be updated every time this podcast is updated. You can find video episodes on YouTube as well as probably about 75% of all of the audio broadcasts also are duplicated and repeated there in video form over on YouTube. Thank you for listening. Always stay close if you would. If you are interested in laboring to rediscover the ancient way alongside us, I will say right out of the gate, I am trying my best to put on my most professional appearance right now. Um, I've been sick for seven days. Um, It started just about this time last week. And man, it is, it brought a knockout blow. I tell you, I don't get sick very often. At the most, generally a day or two a year. And man, this year I've got it good. And of course, the question is, do you have the COVID? Man, I don't know. I don't know what I had. I didn't die. I didn't get put on a ventilator for the news to come take pictures of me and in my dire conditions and all these things we're bombarded with. You know what? I stayed home. I slept like eight hours a day. (laughs) Um, I slept more in the day than I could sleep at night. I couldn't sleep at night, man. That was the worst part. My wife, she had her own version for a week. And we drank elderberry every few minutes it seemed like and all the other herbal herbal medicinals and and tinctures that she makes and guess what we're alive so you know let's just take care of ourselves let's be smart let's be people of wisdom and you know take care of ourselves the body is made to heal so enough about that but yeah i'm still a little sluggish slow, tired, but hey, man, it's got to it's got to move on eventually. So I apologize now for my kind of head cold version of it affecting my voice. Now listen, there are so many things in line to record. Oh my gosh. Holy cow, y'all. I mean, I've got at least 3 like super heavy duty teaching studies I've been doing for the last gosh, 30 days now that have still not been recorded. And on top of that, like, I'm guessing at least eight or nine more topically light things according to some scriptures I've been reading for the last two weeks that I just, man, I haven't recorded in a week. I'm just really struggling to get things down. I've had no energy and I apologize. Thank you for being patient. And for sticking around here. Man, I tell you, once once I get caught up and can get a block of time set aside to get this stuff recorded, boy, it's going to come out in buckets again like it did about a week ago. A week to ten days ago, they were coming out on a daily basis again. 
So, man, hopefully we can do that here soon. Oh, well, what to talk about right now? Because, again, topics are absolutely endless. Endless. What we could discuss right here in this hour of of what the Word of God is saying. And this is my thing right before we get to the verse I want to talk about today. Man, we have got to labor right now to not be men of opinion. And, and if you consider yourself a leader, a teacher, a, pe- a preacher, pastor, evangelist, prophet, like if you have a specific function that you're aware of in the body of Christ, man, hold that rightly. Hold that so tenderly right now. If, if anyone looks to you for any kind, kind of direction, guidance, help, assistance, counsel, wisdom, Oh man, you better scrutinize every single thing you're putting out there. Every single thing you say, everything you give yourself to discuss, everything you share on your Facebook page that, that in any way starts moving ourselves individually first and then any others who follow, if it moves us away from the, the, the precise adherence to the Word of God. Uh, Man, I'm telling you, I don't know how to put this into words. I know it's in my heart, but I don't know how to get it out. Where are the men of God, the leaders, the teachers, who will absolutely stick to eternal spiritual matters like, like super glue right now? Not opinion, not culture, not vaccines, not mask wearing, not secret hidden messages within the Democratic Party's agenda. I mean like spiritual men, like spiritual men who are infatuated with the Word of God and spiritual principles, setting their mind on things above and teaching others to do likewise like Friends, there is, a, there is a laboring to do right now that I believe is setting, whoever is willing, setting us apart. I mean like maybe never before. Setting us apart for real. Oh man, to be set apart in this hour. Distinct. Not talking about all of the mess of the down here. And I'm just going to put this out there as a question. And there, I'm in no way going, going there, if you will, today. I'm not. But like even things like human trafficking and like the Christian, man, so many Christians are like just railing against human trafficking right now. And I want to be so careful and please listen to the fullness of what I'm saying. I'm not saying things are right or wrong. I'm saying be careful. Be careful. Because what I see from my vantage point is so many people pointing out what culture and media and the Hollywood elite, well, I mean, who even cares what they think, say, do? Who cares? We shouldn't even have anything to do with that darkness. This shouldn't even be in our, it shouldn't be in our vocabulary. That is a whole, that is the pattern of the world. And man, I don't operate in that world. I don't operate in that. I'm not affected in the slightest bit 
by Hollywood and what they do, think, say, record, sing about, or present to me. I mean, I have nothing to do with that. That's a kingdom of darkness that I don't even, man, I don't even peek in the window anymore. So like the fact that they are, they have hidden agendas and hidden secrets, well, no kidding. Why would they not? (laughs) This is no new idea. This is no new secret revealed. I mean, seriously. I mean, really, y'all. And so the real heart of the matter is, and man, I remember a brother saying this, good grief, 17 years ago at at a concert he was doing. It may have been that long ago. It's been forever. And he was invited to sing, to do lead worship at an event that at that time was about human trafficking. And the great injustice of human trafficking and like the whole event was around making this issue known. And I'm not opposed to making it known. Please listen again fully to what I'm saying. But the whole evening was about like exposing the lie of the injustice of human trafficking. Again, many, many years ago. And man, this brother stood up and and I would like to say the Spirit of the Lord led him to be real hard and step out of the whole function of the night. And I'll just be honest, he was a real downer for the event. Because you know what his, what his word was that came out that I believe was the Spirit of the Lord? You know what the greatest injustice is? Men living in rebellion to God. The greatest injustice that we have got to talk about is the church does not love the Lord with all their heart. That the church is wayward. That humanity lives in complete defiance to her creator. That's the injustice that has to be discussed. Because all of these other issues underneath this main issues are mere distractions that cannot be mended, healed, restored, and repaired until the greatest overreaching issue is addressed and mankind approaches her creator in repentance crying out to be forgiven and healed and restored. And so, man, that comes to light right now in my mind, that memory. The greatest injustice, y'all, that we've got to rally against is mankind's rebellion. Even the people of God, (laughs) the people who call Yahweh God Father, The greatest injustice is not human trafficking, friends. It's that the people who say that Yahweh God is their father are in rebellion to his laws, ways, commands, and do not love him as he demands to be loved. Demands in the sense of he is deserving. Not demands in the way, in the ways that you've been taught and I was taught my whole life of the of the sword-wielding angry father ready to take down the rebellious people. But I mean, we have created an injustice towards our creator by our rebellion. So if we're going to rally against injustice, number one, let's start in our own mirrors. And number two, let's, let's clean up the house of the Lord. 
the Hezekiah call, man, it's going to come out until I breathe my last day. Hey, priests, what are you doing? You don't even know who you are. You don't even know your function. Get back to the house of the Lord and serve him and him only. That's the greatest injustice. The greatest injustice is that the house of the Lord is in disrepair. It's decrepit. It's been forsaken. And not just forsaken, it's been desecrated. This is the injustice we have got to first and foremost be infatuated with because guess what? The world is going to be the world until the end of time and it's all consumed. We're not going to right the social injustices of this age. We are not. We cannot. This humanity, this temporal earth is on a downward slope towards absolute judgment. Period. Period. And so what? Let judgment come to the house of the Lord. Let judgment come to us. Let's take it. Let's right the greatest injustice, which is ourselves, and correcting and admonishing the house of the Lord, people who call his name, and say, here first, here. We are the greatest injustice because our hearts are far from you, God. Forgive us, receive us, correct us, train us, bring us your rod. Correct your children first. Man, I wasn't even thinking about talking like that. That seems to be the way things go as of late. So yeah, let's rally for injustice. Let's rally for how the entire earth is in injustice towards her creator, including the majority of the church. That's what injustice needs addressed first. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 25, 26, and 27. Let your eyes look straight ahead. For your gaze, fix your gaze on what lies in front of you. Level the path for your feet. Let all your ways be properly prepared. Then deviate neither to the right nor to the left. And keep your foot far from evil. We talked about these three verses in my house. There are several things I'm going to touch on. I'll be mindful of the time, and we'll cut this off today. Pro, as I've been saying for weeks, Proverbs, James, Titus, man, these, these eternal words of God that are are strategically placed for our instruction, friends, devour them. Eat them up. Subject yourself to allowing them to beat us into single-mindedness. And if you think you don't need that, friends, I'd caution you right now, maybe you're thinking a little too lofty of yourself. This is not going to be an hour where we cruise through anything. I don't care how prepared we've been, how mature we are, and how maturing we are becoming. How we mature we're becoming right now. I don't where we've been is awesome and it's set us up to endure 
But, oh, man, we better set our faces, boom, like concrete. The scripture says, like what? Flint. Set. So according to this text specifically, let your eyes look straight ahead. Basically, these these few verses right here are saying the same thing in different ways. Why? To make sure we get it. To make sure we understand what this is saying. Fix your gaze on what lies ahead of you. I'm driving a truck right now. If I'm looking left, I'm driving left. If I look to the right, I'm driving to the right. Wherever my gaze is set is where I'm going. Friends, if your gaze is set on the ever-changing events of this natural fallen world and its kingdoms therein, man, you're going to cruise the countryside of the patterns of the world. You will be led astray, period. Absolute sure thing, done deal. You look left, you're going. You looked right, you're going to go right. Let us not deceive ourselves to think we can just poke around in all of the events of this natural world right now and all the carnal thinking that's bombarding us and, oh, well, hey, I'm a spiritual man. I can take it. I can handle it. I can watch two hours of that news program. It's not going to sway me. Oh, friend, please, let us not be arrogant in our thinking. Let us not think more highly of ourselves than we ought and then therefore be led astray. Level the path for your feet. Level the path for your feet. Do you understand what this says? You (laughs) level the path yourself for your feet. You level it. Oh, God, help me with this, help me with that. Yes and amen. But listen, level the path for your feet. Let all your ways be properly prepared. How do we know what that is? Well, we know the scriptures. We study. We are told elsewhere in the scriptures what it even means to be properly prepared. My life verse that I'm always talking about on here is applicable yet again. In your heart, plan your course. That's fine. Plan your course. In a sense, properly prepare your course. That's okay. But the Lord will determine your steps. Properly prepare your ways. Then, after you do these things, after you let your eyes look straight ahead, after you fix your gaze on what lies in front of you, after you level the path for your own feet, and after you properly prepare your own ways, don't deviate to the right or to the left. So once you do these things, stick with it. Don't look left. Don't look right. Don't be contemplating other options. Do these things, set them in place, and stick with it. Stick with it. And lastly, it says, keep your foot far from evil. Now, in the whiteboard teaching that we did at my house, I drew a foot and I drew an earth to signify this simple verse. Keep your foot far from evil. And I drew this this little line and I put markings on it and I said 1,000 miles. 
Friends, if there's anything that we need to hear right now, it's this verse. Man, don't even get up close to that line. Don't even get close to that line. Don't get close. Man, I'm telling you, I can, this morning even, this morning, man, I can sense the principalities and the powers at work in this age. I can feel it. Call me super spiritual, that's okay. I can feel it in the air. Doesn't matter. Forget what we see. We see plenty. There's plenty of signs, if you will, all about that this is in fact true. This is no revelation. But man, I can feel it. And you know what those armies are doing more than anything right now? They're assaulting the church. I mean assaulting her. How? Drawing her feet into evil. Well, what is, why did I draw a, a little picture of my, of my best artwork abilities <laughs> of the earth? I get into this in measure on here, not very much, more so in person when I'm talking to people. That we have to biblically understand the difference between the earth and the world. The earth is the Lord's footstool. The earth is God's possession. The earth is God's, by his own choosing, he placed the, the, the apple of his eye creation, the pinnacle of all things, onto this earth. And not only placed us on it, he, he formed us and fashioned us from it. <laughs> we are literally of earth. And so this earth, this natural earth, terra firma, dirt, land, sea, sand, the firmaments, all the heavens and all these things that we don't hardly even really fully understand because we have limited intellect, the heavens, the earth, man, we were created for this. We were created for here. And that's, that's again, that's one of my biggest jabs at, at like um, all the rapturitis thinking. We were created here to rule and reign this earth on behalf of Adonai, Elohim of Elohims, like we are his image. We are his imagers, as you hear me say here with regularity. We were created to have rule and reign and execute dominion here on this earth. Now, the problem is we, we, bam, right out of the gate, we, in our former condition, unless you are in the last Adam lineage, but we, as in mankind, forfeited that, of course, right out of the gate and surrendered all of those, those governmental authority qualities that we were given. Gave it all up. And it can only be regained again through Yeshua Messiah, but that's for another day. But the patterns of the world, to me, is just, it's the epitome of evil. And that, that goes back to connect to where I just was 15, 20 minutes ago, inadvertently talking about how Christians are so fascinated with exposing, like, the lies of Hollywood and, like, the secret societies of our government. Now, I get it. I used to be there. I did that for five, six years when 
when I first started asking questions about the founding of this nation and about like all this weird Masonic, esoteric, wacko, cult-like things that our forefathers did and all of the ridiculous ceremonies they used to do and still do, I'm sure, in D.C. to bring forth the great creator's hand of favor upon this nation. I mean, man, all these creepy, cultic things. And so for a long time, for years, I had to expose the lies. But you know what? Now I'm just at a point where there's just not time for that. Those things are absolutely true, and the Lord will reveal those things however He desires to whoever has eyes to see and ears to receive it, which are very few. We don't want to think about that. God shed His grace on thee, America. Oh, man, just give me a bald eagle and a cross laid over an American flag so I can sing the national anthem. Oh, just plug my ears and squint my eyes. Well, I get it. I understand. People don't want their heritage threatened. But you know what happens when our heritage is threatened? We see the the ugly truth of the evils of this world. This nation is not exempt, people. (laughs) This nation is not exempt just because Christian Americans live here. Has God shown us favor, patience, this and that, because of all these things we don't have time to go into? Yeah, I agree. Yes. But it's waning. It's waning, and national identity is going to go with it. Christian American identity, God and guns, man, it's going down. It's going down. I will talk to anyone for days at a time, should anybody want to talk about that. It is, it is going to collapse. And it might be very soon. So if we have what I talked about in the teaching weeks ago about a mixed identity, a divided identity, divided loyalties, divided allegiances, man, we're going to have a real problem with what? With this verse. Keeping our foot far from evil. Because this world, not the earth now, the world and the patterns therein are governed by principalities and powers, rulers and authorities of the air, unseen, orchestrating all the functions therein, just like in the age of Babylon, just like the Tower of Babel, just like the condition of the, of the mixed race men leading up to the eradication of the human population minus Noah and his offspring pre-flood. Mixed allegiance. Literally mixed race even. Mixing, mixing, mixing. God hates the mixing. Why? Come out from among them. Come out. Keep your foot far from evil. Far. Run. Run where? Run out into a people who are identified as holy, consecrated, set apart, chosen nation, royal priesthood, keeping the precepts, commands of eternal Yahweh God, and to the best of our ability, laboring to be spiritual men whose minds are set on things above, living in the lineage and reality of the bloodline of last Adam, Yeshua Messiah, our mediator, suffering servant king. I mean alien, ridiculous looking in the here and now. 
I don't look ridiculous when all I do is talk about the evil of this age. I don't. That's what everyone talks about. All of the current events of today, and this goes back to where I started and I'm going to close the door on today. And this is why I'm saying this. I pray this makes sense in its fullness. This is why leaders, teachers, pastors, preachers, evangelists, prophets, men who have web pages and YouTube channels and podiums and any kind of a platform to speak, man, I'm calling you out. We have got to be different. We have got to be infatuated with preaching the Word of God and training other people to be learned, spiritual, on earth as it is in heaven, men. Not entrapped by all of the culture of this age. And it starts with ourselves first. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze. Level the path for your feet. Let all of your ways keep your feet. Friends, let's do it. I'm convinced if I can do that, if I can do that, I know I can. Let me be clear. If I will do that, if I will, the Spirit of the Lord, man, is fully capable of keeping us fully. We're the component that's got the issue. It's our obedience or not that's the issue. If I will do what this says and tend to my own life rightly, I can lead others somewhere. I can help somebody else. So in no way is this vacating our own responsibility of saying, well, Joel, if you're you're really doing what you're saying this verse is instructing us to do, then you can't tell me or anyone else, do this, do this, do this. Well, here's the proper understanding, and I would say the most full extent of these teachings meaning Proverbs, the Bible, not these teachings, these podcasts, just to be clear. We labor to do them just like Paul, and then we say in humility, brother, you can follow me. I'm given all I have. I'm set. I'm set, man. I'm not looking left. I'm not looking right. I'm not getting anywhere near the patterns of the world and the evil therein. You can look, brother, walk beside me. Let's go. Not just walk in my shadow and do what I do. Let's walk arm in arm into this age. Let's go. I've planned my course and the Lord's going to determine my steps. Let's go. Come on. We're looking straight ahead. We're looking right in front of us. We're leveling our path. Come on. Let's go. And friends, that's what I'm saying. And if that offends you, I'm not sorry. It's okay. We have to be offended and like shaking right now, man. A brother, man, I oh, I talked to this guy the other day and he's like, man, I don't know what it's going to take for the church to wake up. I don't know that she's going to and man, I couldn't agree more. I don't know how many are going to wake up. I don't know how many. I don't know. But my faith is set. Maybe this one. Maybe this one. Maybe this one. Lord, let it be this one. Let it be these people. Set. Secure. I don't know how many are going, but I'm going. My household is going, and we're looking straight ahead. 
So friend, keep your eyes straight ahead. Be fixed. Be firm. Be set like concrete, unmovable. That's the only way we're going to make it to the other side. That's the only way any one of us are going to endure to the end and therefore be rescued, saved, delivered. It's our only hope. Listen, visit us at pathdesign.com. Please share these podcasts. Just do a little click now and then. Share some things, please. Invite others into this pursuit of the ancient way. There is a way for us to walk in, and man, I want to find it. I want to find it. I want to dig it out and walk in it. I want to unearth it. Help us in doing that, won't you? We need help with with a million and one things with this podcast to get it going in greater measure. Why? To reach more people, y'all. It's so limiting in its present condition of how many people we can reach. Would you help us to run advertising, to, to... to get traffic to come to hopefully any person out there that might hear this message of the ancient way, of returning to exalting Yahweh God to his high and lofty place on the earth again so that he can receive glory in his creation, you and me. If you want us to come to where you are, please do that. Let us know. Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know, friends. We'll come to where you are the best I know how. If I can physically get there, we will. To come to pray with you and your family or with you and your congregation, it doesn't matter how few or how many. We'll do our best to get to where you are. It's time for the body to wake up, friends. It's time for us to be aroused from our slumber. Amen.